0: Happy New Year's Bamas! It's Eddie and Mike here on your podcast. It's me, Mike P. I'm here with my guy, Eddie P.
1: Uh, man, I, I don't even know how to express. It. Like, we're in the new year, and it, it <laughs> it's a doozy already. We're five like, oh, six, days six days in. in. Five days in. I'm at a blank. I was thinking of something to say to you know, in terms of relevance, but man, I mean, you know, whether we're talking Cat Williams or, I mean, who knows? You know, Jada Pinkett. There's a lot going on this new year. Uh man. Yeah. (laughs) Happy New Year, Mike. um, Happy birthday too, player.
0: Oh, thanks, bro. Birthday was on the fourth. For those that didn't know um yeah a lot of stuff happening we are oh, oh, oh mike like Eddie said,
1: mike mike pause pause bro you just had your birthday throw out your cash app out there y'all hop on that cash app take care of my boy mike it's his birthday it was his birthday was my cash app. day late a buck shirt buck shirt shirt short is the word so uh, my
0: cash app is mike pyatt 202 and my name on there is the one and only mike shigaraki but anyway, <laughs> um, enough with the shenanigans, naysayers, and knickers. Um On this episode of Eddie and Mike, we're going to talk about the Commander season finale, and I guess technically the Cowboys season finale too, um, technically, before they head to the postseason and Washington hopefully heads to the number two pick. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some college football, playoff stuff. Maybe not in that order, but we will talk about it. Um, we'll talk about the front office here in Washington and why everybody's so fascinated with Baltimore's front office personnel. Um, of course, we'll talk about NFL playoffs, individual awards. And like last episode when we talked two episodes ago, we talked about the NFL race bowl. Eddie wants to talk about the NBA race bowl. And I don't know. I don't know what the genesis was behind this, so I'm very interested to see what's um, happening with this. But Cuban.
1: Cuban. Um, funny, sports meets comedy. Me huh? being able to laugh at the fact that I'm going to come up with a killer starting five, and the starting five against my starting five will still win. So that's that. <laughs>
0: So um let's just start off talking about the commanders. Let's do it. Um, I mean, be Go real ahead. with y'all. And for those that know me, for those that follow the show, for those that listen to me on the classified, you can probably tell my energy for the season just completely disappeared after the Chicago game. Um probably that week five that week five um beat now. Like that. we never recovered from it. So, of course, you fast forward, what, 13 weeks later? So that's two months, and two and a half months later almost. And no, I'm sorry, that's three months later. And we're here. (laughs) We're here. We're rooting. We're not rooting, but we're hoping the Cowboys win, which will give them the division, but in turn give us – that much of a better chance to have the second overall pick in the draft. So let me just hear how you're feeling about tomorrow's game or today's game if you're listening to it on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I mean, you know, it's it's where we've been for a bit now, and it's like, hey, I've expressed this from as long as whoever's listening has been listening. I would certainly love for us to win the game. But it's kind of one of those things where I'm probably, as you know, Cowboys score a touchdown. I'm not celebrating, but I'm not expletiving. You know what I mean? I'm not, oh, F, F, you know, I'm, I'm not cursing. I'm not, you know, causing uh, uh, any sort of uh, excitement or alarm to my children or my wife. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think really as a whole, keep it close. You, probably I'd prefer we lose, you know, in terms of maintaining that draft position. The one thing I'd like for us to do, because I just, I feel like it's one of those things you do right by the guys that deserve to be done right by, and that's, let's get Terry his 1,000 yards. I would it 60, 54 yards, 64 yards, something, something along those lines that we need to get him. So let let's do that, you know, couple passes early, and hopefully that takes care of it. But no matter what, we should be able to. I mean, it's not that's not a huge ask in terms of the entire team. Uh, so let's do that, and then, like I said, let's let's keep it close, and we win. Hey, cool, you know, because I don't think anybody's expecting us to win. So that'd be great. Um, but if we lose, I mean, you know, it's kind of what was expected. And like I said, we maintain our draft position. So, uh, I mean, you know, the downside is I don't even know how to truly express it because it's not about like putting down Dallas fans. But in this area, there are just so many people. And, and, and I really wonder was if the Washington team was more successful would some of these people really be Dallas fans? I, I truly believe this becomes, at least for some, maybe like one out of every four type of thing. It becomes a thing of, well, I don't want to go to school or work or wherever it is I go and be the fan of a loser. You know, it's very hard to be a Commanders fan, uh, uh, you know, not this year, but, you know, in years past, say a Browns or a Bills fan, et cetera. It's not easy to, you know, Maintain the fanhood, the fanship of those teams year in and year out. So, yeah, I think that's 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 the part that just sucks the most. Is like we just got to constantly put up with how about them boys? And, and so many of those people are just not from the area. Like they mm-hmm. might have a relative, or you know, they like the color blue, but you know what it is. Yeah, I, I think that's the only part is just like, we're going to have to hear it where Dallas wants this to be like in a roundabout way, a badge of honor, but then in the same breath, talk about just how trash we are, which I don't like, you can't, you know, you can't anoint yourself or crown yourself for beating, you know, the little sisters of the poor, but then at the same time, put down the little sisters of the poor, you know, like, you gotta pick one. I
0: think I think at this point in time the rivalry is what's the word? It's on a hiatus like at the very it least exists, It exists it it'll probably be back but Washington has to start winning. I think both of us have accepted the reality that if at this point in time at least we have a common enemy. And that's the Eagles. For a plethora of reasons for both of us, but our joint reason for the dislike of the Eagles at the moment is mainly because of their fans. They had a, a successful two years, and their fans got a got a little braggadocious—a bit too much for <laughs> our liking. Braggadocious. And I feel like I feel like as a unit, we um try to put them in their place like hold up you had a good two years but yep. most of those wins were kind of iffy so it's... i mean yeah like pipe down and they didn't and what happened was <laughs> the last few weeks they've been losing a lot and i'm like i told y'all to shut up because we knew this would probably happen but y'all just kept running your mouth Flat Eagles flat, huh? But nevertheless, um, it's hard for watching the fans to talk when they're 4 12 right now. I mean, like, <laughs> but I mean, I will say this the, the highest I've been after week three when we beat the um, Broncos, I mean, when we lost to the Bills or whatever. Well, between our wins, the um, second win versus the Broncos and the third win versus the um, Falcons. The only time I even felt relatively good about the team were the two Eagles games. When Sam Howell, I think he threw for 300 in both games. He did. Like, he could have won the first game easily. But, yeah, so it's like, y'all need to chill. But as far as the Cowboys, like, they – they know what's up. They know they're a great regular season team. None of it matters if they don't get to at least the NFC championship. Like, this is the season, if they don't get to the NFC championship, that something's wrong. Like straight up. Something is definitely wrong. They already proven that they can beat the Lions at home, even if they had the rough help, not rough help, or whatever.
1: <laughs> <The> fact <laughs> of the
0: matter is, is that they won. And that's most likely going to be their second round divisional game with a trip to San Fran on the line most likely so like if they don't get to the NFC championship um same one though but in order to do that they have to beat Washington first and like you said it's not like I'm gonna sit here and root for the Bama's. um <clears throat> just like you um I'm not going to cheer for them or whatever but like I'm able to compartmentalize how I feel about honestly a lot of things. <laughs> like I can I can both like I was at the game last week, um the 49ers game. And I feel like the game went as well as I could have hoped. They stayed close for about a half and some change. And the 49ers just pulled away, even without McCaffrey. Um they just pulled away from them. Donald came in for some cleanup duty, I think. And yeah, like it was it was the best thing that could happen for Washington last week as an organization. Play the 49ers tough. Just ain't got enough. Hopefully the same thing happens against Dallas. Um, they're gonna be without a lot of people, bro. Allen out, Fuller out, St. Juice might not play, um, Curl might not play. That's four secondary, I mean, three secondary players that named already. Um, Why would Payne need to play as much tomorrow? Like, what does he have to prove? I'm pretty sure the offensive players will want to play, but, like, I mean, McLaurin might need his 45 yards or whatever, but if he gets them in the first half, what's the point of keeping him? So, should be an easy Dallas W. Honestly. It better be.
1: <laughs>
0: but if they lose to us tomorrow, they're gonna have a long week before that playoff start. Cause I'm raining hill fire on them. Don't you know that um that meme where like or any situation where somebody's staring somebody did in the face and the other person staring forward, acting like they don't see him? Yeah. That's how it's gonna be next week if the Cowboys lose tomorrow. I'm going to be staring right down in their faces like you. You have one job. Yeah. One job.
1: And you well, messed it up. And this is where, uh, in a roundabout way, you know, like the one game that we've, you know, we play the Cowboys and most fans are like, all right, you know, let's go ahead and get this loss and come closer to securing that second pick. And then somehow we decide to win when, you know, all year long we've been pulling from the win and they don't. Uh, so that, yeah, that, that's, that's like a, that's a living, breathing, breathing thing right there. Uh, you know, as far as what you are oh. saying, I totally agree. A lot, a lot of people sitting out, I think if and when we can get Terry, his yards, definitely pull him. Um, yeah. I just, you know, yeah, and, and, and the way that – from everything I see, it, it don't matter, you know, we beat the Cowboys or, you know, Eagles or Cowboys. I I don't think either one of them are going far in the playoffs. Uh, I I think the Eagles – I
0: don't know why y'all be sleeping on the Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, don't do. Who else I, in the NFC besides the 49ers are hands down better to do?
1: Detroit. No, they not. They just beat them. Is that that's the game where the refs helped them,
0: Bruh, If they called the clipping on the right team before that play, the bad the two point conversion never would have happened. Like we're not going down this road. I'm not.
1: That's flipping. that's fine. I just I I mean you know Detroit is is a young team without much of a history. I just know. Dallas to be a team that has choked in the playoffs before.
0: That's why I'm saying, like, their path, yeah. there's a collision course in right
1: Oh, my God. Huh? Hot take.
0: Oh, shut up. <laughs> like, there's a, there's a collision course, in my opinion, for the NFC championship. The 49ers are going to play the Cowboys in the championship game. I'm, like, 100% convinced. Do
1: you think there'll be enough time? The
0: Eagles to not. The Eagles might not even beat the Bucks or Saints. I think it will be those two that win the South, the Bucks or the Saints. Um, they're not beating them. I mean, I don't think they can beat them on the road. I don't think they can beat Tampa and Tampa or New Orleans and New Orleans. Like, that team is in shambles right now. Have you seen the report? Um, A.J. Brown, like, causing division in the locker room or something like that. Yeah. I think they're tired of Sirianni. Sirianni? I think nobody likes dude.
1: Yeah. It's possible. What do you think if uh, somehow they get Belichick in there the following year?
0: (laughs) That'll be crazy. But ain't nobody scared of that old Batman no more. Get out of here. I guess. the 2000s or
1: the 2010s. (laughs) So, perfect world. We secure the second pick. Who are we taking, Mike?
0: Um, I guess this is a cross-reference for me. If you haven't checked out the latest episode of Commanders to Classify, we went over the six quarterbacks, the six highest-ranked quarterbacks in the NFL draft. Um, I did Caleb Williams and Bo Nix. Ellie did um, Daniels and uh, McCartney from Michigan. And he did um, May and... Can't think of the other person. Penix. Michael Penix Jr. uh, From Washington. So, yeah, those were the six quarterbacks went over. As far as me, give me Caleb Williams, man. I understand the issues that he may come with. Um, He doesn't read the pocket well or whatever. Uh, People say he's not a teammate, a good teammate, or whatever. Listen, I see Justin Fields I see CJ Stroud. I see um, Patrick Mahomes. I see Lamar Jackson. I see Josh Allen cooking NFL offenses with their legs and feet. I need that, Eddie. Nothing against Jalen Daniels, who I feel like will be my second choice, honestly. But I want Caleb Williams because looking at this tape, bro, he might be the closest quarterback to Mahomes since Mahomes, as far as the improvis- um, improvising and um, the, the arm strength. Not he—he's not as strong as Mahomes' to arm. I'll admit that, but he pretty much has everything else Mahomes has. And I'll be real with you: the only reason I'm iffy on drafting him, you know where he went to high school? Is
1: he—is he a, he a Dematha kid?
0: Gonzaga. Close enough. Yeah, Gonzaga. He's local, bro. I don't know if I'm ready to do this again. (laughs) I honestly don't know if I'm ready to do this again. But the Bears control will presumably will control this entire draft. I'm not saying this because I want them to not draft Caleb Williams and I want us to draft him. Because I'll be perfectly fine with drafting Drake May or um, Daniels from LSU who has the trophy winner. Um, They should not get rid of Justin Fields. They should keep him and build that team up around him. I think you'll be a better team with Justin Fields, DJ Moore, and Marvin Harrison Jr. than you would be with Caleb Williams and DJ Moore. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. So um, to piggyback off of that, sauces are indicating that the very trade that was made between the Bears and the Panthers last year, that the Panthers were able to get the first round pick from the Bears and land. Um, who's who's their pick? Caleb, not Caleb Williams. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Way off. Anyway, that same trade, apparently the Bears could make the same trade, not with the Panthers, obviously, but make a trade of similar stature to trade out of the first pick and would actually get more than they got from the Panthers. And if you think about it, they got DJ Moore. They got, I believe, at least another first. They got a second Mm and third. They had got a haul. And apparently this would be a haul times two. So that's definitely an option. And if you think about it, what do you got? Like theoretically about three like real top tier quarterbacks according to you know the powers that be, whether it's yeah, it's May or um uh it's not Jaden Daniels, why can't I think of who it is? Uh it
0: would be him.
1: I suppose, but I think he's a lower pick. There's somebody else I'm I'm forgetting, but uh, anywho, yeah, I, I just I, I still don't know. I'm I'm not obviously if if we were to go lineman instead of quarterback, that would mean that I'm thinking we're going how? And I I don't know, man. I man, I know you 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 love the argument with uh, Burrow taking his team to the Super Bowl, but. You know, they also lost specifically because they don't have an offensive line because.
0: I mean, it Aaron, was Aaron Darnold who made the play.
1: Regardless well, of who that. And that's was. a, a fair counter. The counter. <laughs> like, but, come on, bro. I, I don't know, man. But no, I, I hear what you're saying. But I mean, at this point, I just like, I, I don't even know what I really want anymore, like, I'm I'm just going to kind of sit here and let whatever happened happen, and then kind of like, all right, do I like this? And then, I, then I'll I, – I guess I'm going to be more reactionary than uh, – I don't know what the
0: uh... – Nah, that's a perfect transition to our next topic. Um, we could definitely leave it at that. Eddie noticed something that I've been noticing, but actually called the fans out about it. Um, there's a team up the road from us in Baltimore. <laughs> um, dummy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, seriously, the Ravens they've been like a, a NFL quote unquote darling over the last let's say 20 years, bro. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't say 20, let's say 15. Last 15 years, the second round of the Ravens, I guess, starting from when Harbaugh came over, Um, that team, they just been cooking. Multiple executives, multiple um, coordinators have went on to other places. They've won a Super Bowl in 2011 um, when they took out the 49ers. We could be seeing that matchup again. But there is – been rumors going around on washington targeting a front office head from baltimore uh, joe hortz Hortitz, Hortiz. i don't know um he's the ravens head of scouting and also the defensive coordinator for the ravens mike mcdonald to be the next general manager and head coach and this is per the washington post so this ain't no like like um twitter social media like rumor mill this is there's a there's a little bit
1: more uh they they have more people is what you're saying yeah
0: so Addie says what's up with the fascination of everybody in the washington circle um Getting all lovey w or wanting to poach the Ravens. Well, I could tell you right now, you can blame this one, the owner.
1: It was a little bit of a rhetorical question, kind of thing, too, though.
0: Yeah, I get you. That's but saying, I'm just saying, you know, um, Josh Harris is a huge, huge, huge fan of the way the, the Ravens operate, yeah, and so I don't think
1: Chevy Chase ain't he, huh? Any from uh, Chevy Chase whatever yeah
0: yeah i wouldn't say that's raven's country
1: i mean i hear you but it's still maryland
0: yeah it is maryland but um but no i don't even think it's a fan thing i think it's just um i think he just really digs the way they run it and would like to run it similar to how they run it but with his own twist to it and like you can say what you want but this man has owned two teams before he came here that have had success and yeah like if he says something to the fact of I like the way a team is ran and I want to try that for my team you might want to pay attention to him because like I said he's had success in sports as an owner so um, I know we don't probably aren't the biggest fan of it because it's Baltimore And we have our rivalry with them. But, man, at the end of the day, it kind of doesn't matter what we think. (laughs) Um, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, they could be taken from the Panthers again.
1: I love it, Mike. I love that that's where you went with it because that's perfect. So, um, when I put that – when I, when I floated that out to you as a potential topic, it was sort of kind of a, 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 a lightning rod, like line in the sand, not that I'm on either side of that sand, but just to discuss both sides, if you will. So I you. starters, I mean, there's always been this sort of VC and Baltimore thing. And let's be real, like as great as Baltimore is like, you got your sports teams, you got the harbor, and then you got Old Bay, and that's it. Um, after that, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely coming <coughs> to DC. But when you look at how the Ravens have been run, I mean, for the longest time, you know, we can talk about, you know, certainly superstars like Ray Lewis or Ed Reed who were drafted. Uh, Jonathan Ogden would be another one as well. But then, you know, look at the way they sort of play the game. Um, you know, I would liken, uh, guys like they're not big, big names, but a guy like Elvis Doomerville, a guy like J Davion Clowney. Now they're very smart with the players they bring in who are still capable and fit what they're trying to do and still make an impact. Um, another one would be, um, what is my guy's name? I think he played for the Chiefs, then maybe the Colts. Uh, is it Houston? Is that the last name? He was like a linebacker defensive end. From- I know who you're talking about. He played for the Ravens? I think he did for just a bit. I only bring those guys up not to herald them as these uh, legends, so to speak. I mean, I, I think they're actually underrated players, if you will. But what I, what I bring up is the fact that the Ravens get those guys on a low contract and those guys come in and are able to produce, and we still know who they are too at the same time. You pair that with the way they draft, whether it's building up the O-line, like I said you know, in years past, getting a guy like Jonathan Ogden. Um, I mentioned free agency. I believe they brought in a Matt Burke from the Vikings uh, for a time. Uh, you look at now uh, Lamar Jackson, some of the other draft picks they've made. Then you look at the free agency picks, whether it's Beckham, or um, you know I mentioned Jadavion Clowney as well. Uh, the the team has run well. They they don't make. I'm sure they make some bad pickups here and there, but you don't hear about it. You look at them drafting Lamar Jackson late in the first round when they did. And at the time that was looked at as them taking a chance, but think about how that chance has paid off and think about how often you hear of the Baltimore Ravens really like going out on the limb with picks like that. You don't. So I certainly understand the fascination, the fact that one they're within close proximity. So in terms of media, I mean, granted, everything's online now anyway, but if for some reason you know there was an issue, like they're right next door, like we can get all of their info, you know, snap of a finger. So I get it, and and I honestly, I'm not mad at it. You know, there, there's other than maybe like the Chiefs, uh, you know, the Lions as of late. You could maybe throw in the Eagles, the Niners. There's not very many teams that are run better than the Ravens. You know, I maybe argue the Steelers, depending on who you're talking to, but I, I don't I don't have one problem at all in terms of the fascination. Now, does that translate to us potentially going after someone who actually works for the Ravens? I really don't know. I know um, who is it? Ben Johnson. I know that's the big favorite of a lot of uh, talking head personalities. I think he ends up with the Chargers. Probably, but you know, I, I don't want to like just kind of be like going in all directions here. I want to throw something out there to you, too. We're talking about Washington's fascination with the Ravens front office and this and that. Other than theoretic uh candidates, have you heard anything about who Washington likes or who they're going after?
0: Yeah, I just told you, um, they really are going after the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Well, not, I don't know if that for a
1: fact, that's just what the Washington Post is reporting. Okay, exactly, that's my point. So, I I don't bring that up to like, this is not a like coming at you. It's more a reflection of, in years past, there were leaks, there was, oh, you know, this and that. Like, I kind of actually like that we have no clue. Because what that tells me is that the changing of the guard is continuing. And another reflection of it is that the hog, whatever, Josh Harris, his whole crew, they're keeping things a little more tight to the vest. They're saying, hey, you know, and and, and I don't know exactly what they're saying, but basically like we're we're not going to like leak out who we're going after, who we're not going after, who we like who we're interviewing, none of that. And, and I think that's actually a good thing. I think it's just another reflection of, hey, look, uh, you know, in years past, this is what used to happen, but this is what's happening now. So just kind of a little something to think about.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, it is. It's a lot to digest, I guess.
1: But... Well, but think about how much easier it is when, the, when there's less outside pressure and influence. I mean, this kind of town, you're always going to have people... You know, I mean, in, in any sports town, for that matter, you're always going to... And, and with you know, technology and social media, you're going to have a bunch of people telling you you should do this, you should do that, blah, blah, blah. But again... You know, it's not, it's not the Snyder organization anymore. We're not, Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? It's like, Hey, look, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, you want to be a fan, you want to buy tickets. Great. If not like, okay. And, and, and I mean, I get it. That particular sentiment is not being expressed, but it's not not being expressed either. If you catch my drift, like they're, Hey, you know, again, the guard has changed. You know we're flying new flags. It, it's still the commander's flag, but under new ownership. And so, you can get on board, or you can just kind of sit there and see what happens, and make your decision later. That—that's all. I mean, I'm with it. With it, you know, like because no, you, you're fine. I—I I just when years pass, like by now. In the same situation, we would already know who the favorite targets were. We'd already know, you know, who's, who's the, 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 you know, out of the three, who's the, the, the number one, who's one, a we'd already know all those things. I have, I honestly, I've heard guys like Grant Paulson. I've heard other uh, talking heads spout their opinions and I respect them and it's no problem. But I have not heard a word about from actual Washington Commanders front office ownership ownership group. This is who they're interviewing. This is who they're going after. I haven't heard a word about any of that. And in a way, I think it's refreshing, very refreshing.
0: Yeah, like I like I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, this this ownership group tends to. Well, at least for now, I plan it closer to the chest. So that's cool. But sorry, I was talking on Facebook because somebody, a Titans fan of all teams, but well, I can't think of a more relevant team than the freaking Titans. Nobody cares about them. The only reason I'm even talking about them is because I just happen to be good friends with one. But nobody cares about the Titans. Like nobody. Name more than five Titans. I bet you can't.
1: I can, but the average person cannot.
0: But anyway. Um he said something to the fact of after we fired Mike Shanahan in twenty thirteen that we had all those coaches on our staff, but we picked John Groot and I replaced
1: him. Um I'm like. Look. To be clear, I, being technical, we did not pick John Gruden. The <laughs> ownership picked John Gruden. The, the fans, did, we don't get a fucking say. <laughs> so, um, and I get it. It wasn't like Gruden was a horrible pick, and that too, and, that, and that's a that's a that's it
0: a part just, of the argument. He just was like, I felt like he was more of a victim than with Snyder's or whatever, than Rivera ever was. And he still succeeded way more than Rivera did, dude. So it's like not even a competition. But I'm just like, look, when we had all those coaches on our staff in 2013, the only people that – the only coach that people were even thinking about um, as a head coach was Kyle Shanahan. Now, granted, they – Everybody knew about Sean McVay, too, and they knew he was, like, this wonder kid even back then. But you weren't going to promote a a 29, 28-year-old from quarterbacks coach to head coach. Like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Also, um, Kyle Shanahan had two offensive coordinator jobs before he got to the 49ers. He went to the Falcons and the I mean the Browns and the Falcons before he went to the um, 49ers as head coach. So I'm like, if y'all thought that he was this beast head coach, why the hell did he get two offensive coordinator jobs after Washington? So, like, get off our dick for real, man. I'm tired of them, like, keep bashing us for that. Like, it it would have been as enough for any NFL team to hire any of those coaches after the 2013 season.
1: Well, hindsight's always going to be 2020. I mean, you know, oh, that was a terrible idea. Like, I mean, it's not the same thing, but you can go look at first-round draft picks. and the, I mean, you can go, you know, just this year, this past year. You can go past decade. There's so many surefire can't miss uh picks, and they turn out to be duds. So, yeah, I mean it, it's no different. You know, everybody knows best until they don't know best. Like it it is what it is, man. And and, and I've said this all along too. Uh, you know, I, I use Tom Brady as, as as the example, but who's to say that if somebody did give one of those guys a chance before they should have quote unquote gotten their chance, whether it would have worked out or not, you know, same way if, if Brady was taken high in the first second round, like he thought he should have been, would he have still been the Tom Brady we know today? I mean, you don't know. I personally believe that the way things happen is the way they were meant to happen for you to be your best. And I get in some cases people are like, "Whoa, this is this is my best," and I'm like, "Hey, look, I, I don't don't bring that to me. That's just my belief is not in your specific outcome, but in the general outcome." Um, yeah, so I, I I hear you, man. It, it's annoying. Like, of course, yeah, we had all those great guys on our staff, and they're doing great now individually but uh I mean, I would liken the the remember the eagles the the dream team when uh you know Vince Young was the quarterback and he or the backup quarterback or whatever, and he said that, and then they didn't they didn't amount to nothing that year they had a terrible year they got all these free agents and all these big name players on their team, and nothing worked out so I mean, that, that, that's the counter-argument I have there.
0: Uh, I think I said um, John Gruden, did I? I don't think I said John. But if I did, y'all know I meant Jay Bama, but... Yep.
1: Jay um, yeah, Gruden. Like to hang out at
0: one what album. What is next? Um, oh, NFL playoffs and individual honors. So... We kind of talked about the playoffs a little bit. Yeah, I kind of guess. I mean, do you have any more thoughts you want to give on the NFC? We kind of went through them accidentally.
1: Not really. I mean, I think obviously a lot hinges on Dallas taking care of business, and then that would mean uh, they win the division. I think Philly then has to play Tampa Bay. Um so, there's that. Or New Orleans. Well, and, hey, you know, New Orleans, they're actually a lot more solid than people give them credit for. They just, you know, have had some losses. And I, and I think, again, those losses are only, like, a, by a small margin in some cases. But because people aren't really watching it, they just see that there's another loss. And then, like, the record becomes more reflective than like what you actually see on the field. If, if that makes sense, I understand your record is who you are. Um, but I, I know sometimes if you're watching a game, you'll see one team is just beating up on the other team, but the other team is just opportunistic or penalties or, you know, what have you. And, and, you know, it can be deceiving. So yeah, we'll see. Um. Yeah,
0: but the AFC. Even though the Ravens are playing as well as they're playing right now, I still feel like it's as wide open as it
1: could be. I. I mean a little bit. I, I kind of feel like when you when you see what the Ravens have done. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's touching them, and and I honestly, when I look at the numbers Lamar's putting up, and the fact that he's doing a lot more with his arm, and it's not just about yards or touchdowns, but you know, completion percentage, uh, uh, interceptions or lack thereof, so to speak. I, I just think it's. I can't give it to Brock Purdy. Um, you know, had Tyreek Hill not get injured and he was breaking the receiving record, I might make an argument for him, but I think it's got to be Lamar. I, I just, I, I cannot, I, I can't give it to Purdy. And I, and that's not to disrespect Purdy, but it's like, you got a really good offensive line. You got a really good running back, a really good tight end, two really good receivers And you got some other backup running back and receivers that are actually very um, serviceable to say the least, you know, I'm I'm not bad mouthing uh, a Jawan Jennings or a Ray Ray McLeod, but it, I mean that, that offense, you know, you, you take all those guys I just listed and then, Oh, by the way, Kyle Shanahan's your coach, you're playing in a division that, Is actually tougher than one would think, but the Rams are kind of – they're not reeling, but they're not not reeling. Arizona is just a mess. And then uh, who else in there? Seattle. Seattle's actually competitive, but they're sort of in a competitive rebuilding stage, so it puts San Francisco in a really good opportunity with those weapons and said coach. Having said all that, Lamar. Lamar Jackson should be the MVP again. I mean, did you see that? Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying it like this one play alone gives him the MVP cred. because for all you know, one of the coaches said to do this. And I don't know why nobody else has ever thought of this. Did you see that play against, him? He, he hikes the ball and drops back left handed. Like, he drops back like he's going to throw with his left. He literally, he like does a quick, like jump turn. Like just and and it's so fluid that it just it honestly just looks like he takes a step and pulls his hip his his right leg like swinging around, um, not emphasized or anything, but basically he just turns, and now he's right-handed. You know his right is is right shoulders behind him, and he just flicks it for a deep touchdown to Zay Flowers. If you haven't seen that play, just watch. I it. saw the play, but I don't I don't remember. Seeing him do all that. Well, it's it. Listen, it's because the way he did it, there wasn't any emphasis on any of the body movement. He hiked the ball and then he takes like maybe one or two max steps in, in which he's left handed. We'll just say it like that, right? Like he's 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 hiking the ball, dropping back left handed after his left foot. At the time being his back foot plants in the ground, he pivots where his right foot swings behind him, and now his right hand is behind him and he just flicks it for a throw and it's a touchdown. I mean that's genius in and of itself, but if you saw the fluidity in which he did it, like he it didn't look awkward, it didn't look uncomfortable. It was a one two, it was a very like like I said, it was a fluid movement, it was great. And, again, that's one play. But you look at the perfect passer rating he secured in that very same game. You look at the fact that he has actually made a lot more plays. I think this is, like, the third or fourth time he's had a perfect passer rating, too. Um, So let's keep that in mind. But you look at the fact that he is doing a much better job of of being a a pocket-passing quarterback. Like, he'll run. He still has that ability and still definitely utilizes it, but he is showing that, like, hey, I am absolutely a dual threat. I'm a quarterback. I can throw just as good as I can run, and he's doing it. Like, I mean, against Miami, Mike, the game was, like, somewhat close. I think it was, like, 17-17. The next thing you know, Miami's up, like, 35-42, something like that, like – I mean, not Miami, Baltimore. But still, it, I, that team is – they're tough, and it's not just because of, like we talked about earlier, they run well, good front office. But it's because of Lamar Jackson, man. It's because of Action Jackson. That guy is the truth. Yeah. Um... Got to be the MVP. They're, like, if uh, Unless Tyreek got hurt. I mean, didn't get hurt rather and was breaking the receiving record. There's nobody else that deserves the the MVP. There just isn't. No running back that's having a great year and going to break the single-season rushing record or single-season touchdown record. None of that's going on. There's no tight end or receiver that's having an insane year that's worthy of MVP like maybe a Cooper Cup a couple of years ago. None of that's going on. So it's gotta be Lamar. It just has to be. I
0: agree. Um I felt that's like like I said like last that. week. Like I said last week, I felt like I felt like um if he had a good game versus the Dolphins, he was gonna win through for five touchdowns. <laughs> like what do you what else do you expect? Like
1: there's nothing else for him to do. Um, and some yeah. of those were at the goal line, and 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 I like – look, don't get me wrong. I can't read the man's mind, but I can tell you I was tracking the game. You know, might or might not have had some parlays going or whatever. And there were some there, – there were at least I think maybe two to possibly three different times where Baltimore was in the red zone and – they either handed it off or he threw a touchdown. Now, again, I don't know how much of this went into his mind, but the idea that a guy who has the athleticism and ability to run was throwing touchdowns or handing it off to his teammates, I just I just feel like that's a thing. I don't know how else to say it, but I feel like that's a thing like like almost like he was trying to prove, "Hey, I'm going to beat this team without using my legs as much as y'all think I use my legs. Because I still think one of the greatest plays ever was that run against Cincinnati where he breaks an open field and then does a spin into the middle of the field instead of to the outside. Uh, Yeah, great play. But to show that I'm more than an athlete, I'm more than – a dual threat. Like I, I'm a quarterback first. I'm a pocket passer, who also can do these things.
0: Um, bro. My favorite Lamar play was the joint when um, Andrews was. You, I know you saw the play before, when Andrews was. Um, Mark Andrews was running wide open in the end zone, and he was like putting his hands up to say that he was open. And while Lamar was scrambling, like perpendicular with him or whatever, he put his hands up too with the ball, like, hey, I'm open, I'm open, and ran for the touchdown. It was like, he was teasing Mike Andrews in the middle of the play. Like, cause Mike Andrews was open in the back of the end zone, like, I'm open, I'm open. And Lamar Jackson put his hands up like, Hey, move, move, move. But he ran for the touchdown instead. Uh, it was on a goal line, so it wasn't like a 50-yard run or whatever, but it was just funny. Um, I like that play. And um, my other play is the joint. I think you were just describing it, the scramble versus the Bengals.
1: Yeah. The, um, he breaks and goes down. He, he's running, and he's like sort of to the left. Middle of the field, and instead of running further towards the sideline, which be to the left, he actually spins the other way, which takes him to the yeah. inside of the field. Which means, like, whenever I turn and look over my shoulder as I'm completing the spin, whatever is there, I don't know. I can't see it until I fully turn around. And so that's the like, and you know, if you hear me, like. It's like a degree of difficulty, like added in, you know, a level of danger.
0: Yeah, that was my um, that was my text message ringtone for a minute. Um, the oh, he broke his ankles, my man Kevin Harlan on the call, and then after he scored the touchdown, he was like, "He is Houdini." <laughs> like that yeah. was my play.
1: It was just a brilliant run. It was a smooth little spin move, and like I said, the 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 cojones to make that move, knowing, like, man, there really might be a safety or like a linebacker, DB hustling that's just ready to pop you good. Is the minute you uh, you know get that full turn, because, like I said, it, that that spin is a blind. You know, you're, you're spinning blindly to that area. You know, it's different when you're trying to cut it to the outside and you might be going out of bounds. Like you're going more inbound. That.
0: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I guess we can finish off with our last two topics. Um, Let's do it. Quick joints. We'll go with the more important of the two. Um, NBA race. No, I'm joking. <laughs> College football playoffs. Um, we had the first round of games, Washington versus Texas, and the absolute classic. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. led the Huskies down for a game winning um, drive over the Longhorns, got them up out of there to the SEC. Um, and speaking of the SEC. Michigan, the Wolverines took out the Crimson Tide, um, and set up a a unique football championship. I would say, kind of
1: classic game too. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, the uh, Michigan Alabama, yeah, that was a good game too. Um, it ended on a, a mishap snap from the Alabama center. Um, everybody thought that the <laughs> I don't know why everybody thought that the Alabama offensive coordinator called the um, quarterback draw with the game on the line. Um, he actually called the triple option that may have worked. It's just that the center had a bad snap. So, um, but if you see so
1: though, if the quarterback had just kind of stayed to the left, he actually was going to be step free Yeah, and it was, it's angle easy for looking at you know. Right. I get it. I get it. You know when you when there's that amount of pressure and not like Michigan wasn't trying to stop them too. Like I get it, you know. Like hey, oh by the way, Michigan's trying to stop them. I, I get it. But if you if you watch the replay, I think what happened is it's one of those things, and I understand this. You know, and this happens in most sports where you're like, this is what I'm trying to make happen. You know, I'm going to drive right or I'm going to put my head down and, you know, try to get, you know, whatever. But if the quarterback for just a second had slowed it down and kind of done like a little athletic kind of little shuffle to the left, there there was a chance they get the, – the Alabama scores, and then now we got a tie game and we're heading to that sort of uh, tit-for-tack overtime uh, situation. Uh, I did not see – the Washington, Texas game, but it's my understanding that Texas was actually able to get the ball all the way down to like the 15 or the 20. And then yeah, they had one last play and then they couldn't complete it. And that's how Washington won. So, um, I, I mean, it should be a really exciting national championship. You know, you, you got the whole backdrop of, um, uh, uh Harbaugh and all the stuff going on with Michigan. Uh, my understanding is that uh, Michael Penix, with his athleticism, he's also got just a, a ridiculous NFL arm that kind of opens up a lot of parts of the field for him. I know Washington, I believe, uh, their, their O-line won. Um, I can't remember what the name of the award is, but it's essentially the best O-line in football, or college mm-hmm. football, rather. Um, so that's a team award. I think that's kind of cool. I don't know how you could really grade other positions like that, but the idea that a whole unit won a trophy. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I guess it'd be the equivalent of like a pitching staff in baseball or something like that. You know, anyway, uh, I I mean, it should be exciting just for the fact that like, how often is it, you know, I can't remember the last time Washington was the national championship championship, probably in, you know, early nineties, probably similar with Michigan too, though, you know, as much history as Michigan has, as a program, I don't. They, I don't think they've won a national title in quite some time, so this could be exciting.
0: Um, yeah, I. I honestly. So the only quote-unquote interest I have in this game is that Michigan is in the Big Ten with Maryland, and like that would be literally my only reason to not go against Michigan. Um, other than that. Got a bunch of friends that's Michigan fans. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see them be happy. My man uh, Jonah, yep, shout uh, out to Jonah. I know, that. man, yeah, man, Good for him, he'll cry if they <laughs> win the title. He'll cry. I'm Okay, okay.
1: I mean, gonna cry. Hey, I think the big appeal, at least for me, and and I'm not gonna front. I'm, I probably like if. I can remember and whatever else I'll probably check it out, but I'm also not going out of my way to check it out. Like one of my teams is in it. But I think the big appeal is, is like, Hey, look, you know, Alabama ain't in it. Clemson ain't in it. Ohio state ain't in it. Georgia ain't in it. Like, I, I think that's kind of cool. I think it, I think it adds to a certain level of excitement and just kind of anticipation for next year when they expand the field, because, A lot of those teams that I mentioned that aren't in it are probably going to be in it. But if you look at a Washington and Michigan, as much as they're going to lose, this is a big deal for them in terms of recruiting more players. And it, it gives more credence to the fact that, you know, in the right system, everybody has a chance. Because I, I mean, you look at what Florida State did against Georgia, and I know a lot of their guys sat out. But I, I look, other than the on paper part where Florida State was undefeated and should have gotten in over an Alabama, I don't agree with it. I don't think the ACC is tough. I don't think Florida State really beat anybody, <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to take Michigan just because I just feel like, based on everything I've seen, they've been the better team. But um, it could come down to who's the more clutch quarterback. And at this point, based on the last week, it's a it's a, a toss-up. It's a coin toss. Is it Penix Jr. or is it McCarthy? Both of them have been really clutch. This entire season. So if you like dramatic football, this might be a good game to watch. But outside of that, uh, I mean, just it's the college football championship. Like, let's take it back to the old days where we used to actually care about this stuff. Like, sometimes I just feel like the internet might have ruined sports. Oh, yeah. Um, More than I even think. Because I, I did used to care a lot more about sports before now. <laughs> but um, I mean, since we're still talking about college, shout out to the Jayhawks. I saw they won a close game at the end of the, um, at the end. I don't even know who they were playing. I just saw an alert on my phone.
1: Texas Christian University.
0: Oh, TCU. So, yeah. TCU's
1: Two, it's not like they're a bad program. They're they're yeah. yeah.
0: Shout out to the turfs They won their last <laughs> game. um Georgetown played the Paul today. Pretty sure they lost. Um, That's see. one program I love. To oh, see. they won by three. Shout nice. out to Georgetown. They eight on seven. Yeah, Georgetown. Um, yeah. So, with all that being said. Let's end the show on a comedic knoop. The NBA Race Bowl. And he teased it in the beginning of the show. He said he has a nice starting file. And I believe him. I can't wait to hear who it is. Nope. Um
1: so it's interchangeable. It. It, it, it's interchangeable. And as I said. Whatever lineup I come up with, it's still gonna get beat by <laughs> by the opposite race. So now let's
0: now hold up here. Go ahead. Let's um, is it just white Americans or
1: international? No, they listen, Mike. I'm going by skin color. It's just okay. Quite, cool. Yeah. So I'm here to tell you, it it's pretty much. I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna come that's, up with my lineup while you're coming up with yours. That's fine. So why are na- you telling yours? I'm sorry. All right. So we're gonna go uh, point guard, we're gonna go Luca. Um two guard, I'm probably gonna go with uh, I don't know how to say homeboy's name. I think he plays for the Raptors. I'm not sure. I think it's Sengine S- Sig uh, if I'm not sure on that one and then uh um, oh, you're talking about current players. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh I, talking like I, can, an old I don't time. know if
0: I could do it. I don't know if I could do all the time, but I mean current players, but let's
1: see. Um okay hold on hold on. So then uh then we're gonna go Lurie Markinen at the three Um, I'm still trying to look up my guy at the two guard. I I know his name, but uh, I'm not saying it right. Um, But, yeah, anyway, uh, Larry Markinen at the three. Then we're going to go Christoph Porzingis at the four. And then we're going Joker at the five. So. I think I can come up with a better lineup. I mean, you, you, Mike you 100% can. Let me let me help you out real quick. Giannis, LeBron. I mean, you're already <laughs> like right there. No, nah, I don't know though. I mean, you, you could do without LeBron, but I would not I I wouldn't go Giannis, Joel Embiid maybe uh, I mean, you got Kevin Durant, like you got endless possibilities.
0: Um Oh, no. I don't know. That two that two spot is hard. That two spot is hard to fill out. Um That two spot is hard. Um What if I what if I, oh, I know what I can do. I got a lineup that can compete with today's NBA. And it would
1: you be it out there that Tyler Hero and Demata Sabonis would be coming off the bench. Oh, I forgot about Hero. Uh, also, Gordon Hayward coming off the bench.
0: Um, Hayward wasn't even thought of. His time has passed. So check it. Give me Reeves at the one. I mean, yeah, Reeves at the one. Oh, we're going white. Okay. Give me Reeves at the one. No, what you thought I was going to come up with? A black lineup? No, he, yeah. I'm not. We know we know, we can come up with a good one for that one. <laughs> um, Give me Reeves at the one. Luca at shooting guard. Chat Holmgren. That's a name I thought she was going to throw out there. Give me him I at the three. He's,
1: just, he's too inconsistent and he's. Easy.
0: Nah, hell no.
1: I mean, look. If they if the if the AC is turned up too high, he might like be off balance the whole game. Okay,
0: Um chat Porzingis, who I forgot about, surprisingly, and Joker. I think that five can present some problems. Those are some big bouncers that can <laughs> shoot, and they aren't <laughs> like the worst defenders. Like that lineup can eat in today's NBA. Now. If you made it strictly international, I could still probably compete with you. But if you made it white Americans,
1: whew, I don't You'd know. You'd have to, like, it'd be Hayward and, like, Mac McClung and, like, to- <laughs> Oh, goodness. But <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it it, it definitely would um, be limited.
0: Mac McClung.
1: My goodness. Walker. Who's somebody else I'm trying to think of? Dean Wade, Max Strauss, you'd be picking guys like that. Um, yeah, 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 you got me on that. I just, I think Luca would would have would be better suited at the one. Um, I'm still. I joking. mean, it don't matter because him and Jokic one, like, yeah,
0: Luka that's true.
1: But see, that's where I think it's it's crazy because that's a
0: crazy triangle: Joker, Jokic, Porzingis, and Luca. That's a
1: crazy triangle. Absolutely. Because all of them are like, you know, they understand, like, make the right play. I mean, I, I think more so Luka and Joker, obviously. But when you have the versatility, like, all three of those guys are, are pretty, like, well-rounded players. And, and the, the convenience of being as big as they are when it comes to Porzingis and Joker, especially, like – it's just like, oh yeah, you know what? None of this worked out. I'm just gonna dunk it. I'm just gonna dunk it. You know.
0: All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We're gonna catch y'all in a couple of days. Until then, peace out. Have a good week. Spend Eddie and Mike.